0: Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Reigns. I'm the founder, owner, and Texas Division Race Director here at Texas Outlaw Running. This episode you're about to listen to is known as Shooting the Bull. Shooting the Bull episodes release every Monday, and we shoot the bull about running, fitness, and life itself. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating. Thanks for tuning in, and enjoy this show of us shooting the bull. Bro, why, why are you texting me back last minute? one minute before the podcast whoa 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 what do you mean dude i'm let me just t- let me tell you what just happened so i spent 15 minutes trying to re-download zoom and all that right mm-hmm. and then i text you at let me pull this up let me pull the evidence up here i want to talk about this real quick i texted you at six thirty-six a.m i said shooting the bull this morning don't forget and you don't respond. And then at 7.08, two minutes before we hop on, I said, bro, it's every Wednesday at 7.10. Nothing has changed because I was calling you. I was trying to FaceTime you. Nothing. You didn't pick up, respond. Anyways, so I, you don't respond. So I turn my phone off. I shut my computer and i walk away and I'm talking with Carly. Oh, and then you text one minute before at 7.09. Whatever, like what's going on there, dude?
1: so, bro, you think you got me in a bind? you think you got me all figured out, but I planned on seven ten. I went and got my run in before this. I was out running, got back at like seven oh seven, ran up here, got my phone, saw your text, hopped on the zoom, so I don't know why you're complaining, son,
0: okay, yeah, all right. whatever, all right. Respect. <laughs> You're freaking yeah. last minute, dude. I'm on and I'm ready to go. So let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, here we are. <laughs> You're last minute, dude. You know, this <laughs> also reminds me of when we were doing Noche and I asked you to be there at 6 in the morning. and You show up rolling up with Kenzie at 6 40, 40 minutes late. Might have been 30 minutes late. Yeah. Kind of reminds me a little bit of that.
1: All right. Well, sometimes I'm a, I'm a little last minute, I'll admit. Um, just just one of the many flaws of mine, I'll, I'll admit.
0: All right. All right. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I forgive you, Asher. I love you.
1: I uh, appreciate it. love you too, bro. All
0: right. We're good. We did our kisses. We're all good. Anyways, so right now, Carly and I are in the process of moving to another state in a new city where we know nobody. And I haven't shared the story of why we're moving. I think it's pretty unique and uh, a pretty interesting story. Asher, I think I've told you, haven't I? Have I told you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So way back when, probably about a year ago, I was um, praying to the Lord Like Praying to God and just asking Him um, if He wants us to move, and if so, where He wants us to move. Personally, I've always wanted to move to Waco, Texas, because it's a central location in Texas. It would be great for the business, and I'd be able to access all of our places within three to four hours. It would have been perfect. So I was hoping to move to Waco, but as a Christian, whenever you give your life over to God, it's not... You, you can't necessarily make your own decisions when it comes to big things like that, because if you, you can, but if you make your decisions based off of what you believe God wants you to do, it's going to be better in the end game, in the long term, than it is if you make your own decision. So for example, if I were to say, hey, I'm going to go move to Waco okay, I'm missing out on so much more that God could have planned for me if I would have just listened to him and done what he wanted me to do, right? Um, The Bible even says obedience is better than sacrifice. And so I want to be obedient to God. And so when it comes to big things in life, we pray about it and ask God, and it's not our decision. And it's very humbling because as someone who wants to make the decisions, like I want to move to Montana, dude. I want to move to Montana, do a homestead, you know, but it's not my decision. So anyways, with this mindset, and I'm just explaining this to you guys of where I'm at. You don't, I'm not saying you have to, uh, you know, align with these beliefs. This is just where I'm at. So anyways, with that in mind, I was praying to God and I felt like I heard something say "Longview." And whenever I heard that, I was like, What? I was like, Longview? I was like, isn't that kind of by where my par- my grandparents live? You know, I don't know anything about this town. So anyways, two weeks goes by, and I walk in our kitchen, and I look over at our cutting board, and it's a map of Texas, and it has a bunch of major cities on there. And I look over, and there's Longview on there, and I point at it to Carly. And I told Carly, who's my wife, I said, I think – That's where God wants us to move to. And as I was looking at it, it was just really standing out to me. And trust me, this gets better. So, you know, she says, okay, well, we're going to need some confirmation. I'm like, yeah, of course, you know, like we're going to need some more confirmation. So minutes after I walk out, I go to the cafeteria to get some breakfast. And this is minutes after this conversation. I walk in and... There's this guy who works there who I don't ever talk to, but he, he asked me, um, you know, if I'm married, I told him, yes. He said, do I plan on moving anytime soon? I said, I don't know. I don't think so. And then he's just, we're talking back and forth. I'm not really saying much. And then he says, oh, well, I'm from Longview and that's a really great place to live. This is minutes after me telling Carly that we needed confirmation about Long And here, here it is. Here's this guy bringing it up out of nowhere. A guy that I don't ever talk to after and before. We never talked. And so I was like, okay. I was like, that's pretty cool. Like we needed a confirmation to hear this guy is out of nowhere talking to me. I was like, okay, you know. I, as a Christian, I don't believe in too many coinc- coincidences. Um, yeah, coincidences can happen, but I believe several can lead to God's um, plan for you. So anyways, to another few weeks goes by, and I'm sleeping, and I have this dream. And in this dream, there's a prophetess. Familiar with the Bible, there's a bunch of prophets that predict the future, in the dream, there's a prophetess. She's in the pulpit, and she's looking at me and staring at me, me and Carly. And she says one word. Asher, guess what that one word was? Long view. She says, long view. And she just stares at us. And in the dream, that was the confirmation Carly needed. And so with a confirmation of prayer, a confirmation from another person and a confirmation from a dream, we are moving to Longview. No job, no friends, no family. We're moving there. Because guess what it took for Noah to build a boat? Guess, Asher. I don't know. It's a
1: God's direction.
0: But how did did God's direction come about? I'll tell you. It came about through one dream. Oh, yeah. This guy spent, I don't know how many years of his life, what, 70, 50? 50 to 70 years of his life building this ark because of one dream he had. 70, yeah. And then in 70 years, that dream came to pass and the flood came. And he was prepared because he followed God's direction. So that's why we're moving um, And it's kind of scary Because Carly Is not going to have a job For personal reasons And then I will be the man To provide for us Which it'll be okay But there's some pressure there You know what I mean? Yeah. So
1: low pressure. Yeah, bro. That's good. Um, Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about how do we, how do we know what God's plan is for us in our lives? And, you know, I love your situation where you got specific confirmations, but sometimes God doesn't work like that. You know, sometimes we'll, at least that's my experience, you know, we'll ask him, you know, can I get a confirmation on this? You know, what's the, what's the path I need to take? I think in those instances, it's, it's the fact that we're loving the Lord, our God and seeking his kingdom first above all things and then loving our neighbors. And as long as we're doing those two things, the decisions that we make, those are going to be parts. Those are going to be a part of God's plan. But uh, one other thing I want to say is. A good thing to pray for, like before you make any decision that is is bigger, is God. If this is the right decision, make it obvious. But more so, if it's the wrong decision, you know, make it obvious because, um, you know, God can God can work with both of those things. And I'm sure in your life, and definitely in my life, um, there have been a couple instances where it's been like okay, this was obviously not what God intended for me. I'm going to turn and and go the other way. So,
0: Mm. yeah. I would say to bounce off of that, I would even say that we, I don't know how I got to this conclusion, but we're going to go with it. But we need to um, not, which this is very popular and, and this might sound cliche, but we we don't need to worry about the things of tomorrow, basically. And what I mean by that is that tomorrow will handle itself, and as long as we do all that we can do today, then that's that's good, right? That's good enough. But it, this makes this makes me reminds me of training. Um, whether it's like for this 100 mile bike race we're doing or if when it was back in college when we were training for some races. If you look at everything you have to do, it's very overwhelming. But if you just take it one step at a time, one day at a time, and just let each day handle itself, mentally, you are better and more relaxed. And I think that's something I struggle with. For example... A week ago, I looked at my training plan for this next few weeks, which is a pretty big block. And I was like, man, that is going to be hard. It's going to be rough. I got a little overwhelmed. But then I got into the mindset of just doing one day at a time, not really thinking about next week, right? But I remember even, um, like, for example, I had a big ride on Sunday, like all of Saturday, I, that was on my mind. I couldn't really relax about it, um, and I wanted to. I tried to, but I couldn't mentally. But I think, and in, in back to college, like each day I'd be like, "Man!" Like each day was just a grind, and and I got mentally fatigued. And so, Asher, I guess what what do you do? What are some things that you do to keep yourself from getting mentally fatigued about thinking about the big picture um thinking about all you have to do to be in the shape you want or run the time you want or to or to whatever it is like what do you do to kind of combat that
1: yeah that's a really good question um so i'll use this example i was playing golf on i played saturday and sunday but on my round on on sunday I took a pointer from my friend and he was like, one of the, one of the best ways to uh, attack sports. And he's also a former collegiate runner. We were talking about like, you know, each shot, each shot during golf. And if you then just imagine that that's each day with running, if you take each shot and you really just focus in on the little movements you need to make and you disregard all of the, all of the noise Really, that's what it is. And you could equate noise to like life or family or friends, just whatever's going on. If you can disregard all that and for one hour a day or one shot out of the entire round, just focus in on that, follow through, do what you need to do, hit a good shot. It might be good, it might be bad. But I think the beautiful thing is once you're done with that shot, if you can, regardless as to whether it's a good or bad one, Once you're done with that run, once you're done with that workout, if you can be like, all right, we did it. We got it done. Let's move on to the next and let's focus on what's next. Let's not dwell on what's happened. Let's dwell on the things that are to come. And bro, I think so many people get wrapped up in like what you're saying, the big picture. Like, for example, I just just made a training plan for myself that has me... It's, it's like a half year training plan. It's like a six month training plan for a half uh, marathon. And it's like, I can look at, you know, those 26 weeks and be like, man, that's just a ton of miles, it's just a ton of training. What am I going to, what's going to be like, you know, three months from now? Um, and the thing is, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be like, but what I can worry about is I can worry about what I did today. So like my workout this morning and not that I'm done with that, put it behind me move on to the next one and don't put, I think one of the big things is you don't put too much of an expectation on yourself. You're like, I'm going to do what my abilities allow me to do. And I am going to be content with that. Um, one other thing, last thing I want to say, and I really think we could probably do a whole podcast about this, but is you've got to take the ego out of your running. You've got to, be like man i'm not feeling it today i don't need to go super hard i could take i could take a rest day or so like for an example Briston, you and i experienced this a lot in college running guys will go out and they'll rip you know mile reps or 400 repeats way too fast way yeah what i was saying was guys are ripping it way too fast um you know they're not getting the benefit out of the workout that they would have if they had had a little humility about their fitness Been like okay maybe i'm not prepared to run as fast as i think because i think so what i'm doing right now is i'm training i'm trying to train threshold and pretty much just threshold nothing above nothing faster and nothing really slower um well except for easy runs and long runs but um, all my workouts are pretty much threshold and it's like your threshold goes up to a limit. And once you surpass that limit, you are no longer getting that benefit. And like, that's the case with so much training. So yeah, I just want to emphasize to people that don't run with your ego. Don't allow it to push you to the point where you're breaking down and you're breaking yourself. Um, have a little humility, train hard, but don't overdo it.
0: Hmm. That's what I got. Yeah. Don't be a silly goose. No. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I do want to let people know that we do have a assistant race director. His name's Frank. Um, we'll make an announcement on social media here in the future, but. He's a really good guy. I was on his podcast. If you listen to the podcast with me and him on his podcast called Light on the Trail, that's the guy. And so I'm super excited to have him on. So um, he'll be out there. kind of doing what Asher does a little bit. um, Just kind of helping out and all that. So it'll be good. But yeah, that's it. Asher, you got anything?
1: Nothing else. I hope my I hope my words came across clearly after a little glitch, but if not, just don't run with ego. That's all I got.
0: Eh, it'll be aight. All right. Well, yeah, thanks for listening, y'all, and um, we'll see y'all next Monday on Shooting the Bull.